Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome along to this La Liga Lowdown podcast as we take a look at the story of one of the stars of the 2019-20 season, one of the best prospects in all of La Liga, one of the most talked about players in all of football. It's the Martin Odegaard story. No falla en el fútbol, córner mal tirado, contraataque que te crió, que bien lo llevó por la parte derecha, Portu para el equipo de Nostiarra, centra para Martín Odegaard, su autopase correcto para llegar al área y batir a placer a Manolo Reina, el primer gol de la tarde en Somón. Menino, menino para Odegaard, peligro, 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 Odegaard, gol. I'm your host, Jim McTeer, and we have several contributions coming up as we tell you the story of Martin Odegaard. Of course, we're going to start at the beginning, and to do so, we start with Alex Fitzpatrick. Martin Odegaard was born in the Norwegian town of Drammen, where he made his first steps onto the football field in the local sports club Drammen Strong. His father, a former professional footballer himself, co-founded a football section in the club, became coach of his son's team and along with others invested money to fit an artificial pitch on which Odegaard would learn the foundations of the skill set he possesses today. Odegaard quickly caught the eye of top division side Strom's Godset and at just age 14 played for Strom Godset's adult third team in the fifth tier of Norwegian senior football. At 15 years of age, it was agreed that Odegaard would be part of the first team for the year, but no professional contract was signed, which restricted him to just three matches in the season. Martin Odegaard made his debut for Strom's Godset Top Football in April 2014, aged 15 years and 118 days becoming the youngest footballer to ever play in Tipperligan. Just one month later, he scored his first professional goal and became the youngest goalscorer in Tipperligan, Norway's top division. 
After being a regular part of the team in his first season and training with several foreign clubs, Real Madrid reached an agreement to sign Odegaard for a fee reported to be around 3 to 4 million euros, which could rise to 8 million euros on certain conditions. Odegaard and his father, Hans Eric, moved to Madrid immediately, with his father offered a job at Real coaching the under 17 side. Real Madrid saw off competition from some of Europe's biggest clubs to sign the 16-year-old, including Bayern Munich, Arsenal, Barcelona, Liverpool, Manchester United and Manchester City. Following the signing, Real Madrid announced that Odegaard would train with both the club's first team and the reserves, Real Madrid Castilla, which was managed by Zinedine Zidane at the time. It was partly his international career that propelled him to early fame. He started out very young with the Norway national team. To tell us exactly how young, here's Matt Clark. Just like his rapid rise at club level, Odegaard also rose swiftly through the age groups at international level. His first appearance in a Norway shirt was for their under-15s in September 2013, when he was aged just 14. He quickly made the step up to their under-16s at the start of 2014. In January, he featured in three matches of a mini-tournament. Off the back of this, he was thrust into the under-17s the very next month, when he came on as a substitute against Iceland. He did enough to impress and earn himself a start in three of the next four matches, which included qualifiers away in Turkey and Greece for the under-17 European Championships. The hierarchy within the national setup clearly liked what they were seeing, because he jumped ahead and bypassed the under-21s. In August, still in 2014 of course, Odegaard received his first full cap for Norway in a goalless draw with the United Arab Emirates. He was just 15 years and 253 days old, breaking the record for the youngest ever player to play for the country, beating the previous record which had stood for over a century. Eight days after his debut for the senior side, he played his first match for the under-21s, continuing his rapid progression, or rather whirlwind, on the international stage. He showed he was ready to meet the rising demands that come with the increased attention and pressure of competitive matches. His debut came in the final qualifier for the 2015 Under-21 Euros and ended in defeat to Portugal, who do regularly have very strong youth teams. But while the Norwegians lost, Odegaard certainly took a lot from those games, being named man of the match as scouts from big European clubs watched on. He then returned again to the senior setup, making his competitive debut in a 2-1 win against Bulgaria. In doing so, he became the youngest ever player to play in a European Championship qualifier. He was breaking records for fun, and he was still yet to turn 16. The next few months saw him featuring more qualifiers and friendlies, but a dip in his club form led to him dropping back to the under-21s to help them in their qualifying campaigns. This coincided with his apparent drift as the doubts began to creep in and questions were asked more frequently. Would Erdegaard live up to his early potential and hype? In October 2016, Odegaard scored his first goal in Norwegian colours, and like the proverbial bus, two came along at once, as he scored a brace against Kosovo under-21s. The following year, he scored in three further qualifying matches against Kosovo again, Germany and the Republic of Ireland. He returned to the senior side once again in November 2017, after a break of 20 months. He was initially a bit part player for Lars Lagerbach's side, but he really came to the fore in the recent Euro 2020 qualifying campaign, where Norway were in the same group as Spain. Odegaard's first senior international goal came in a 2-2 draw with Romania in June 2019. In the October, Odegaard impressed as Norway held Spain to a draw, earning him many more plaudits. 
and they could yet qualify for the tournament if they can navigate their way through the playoffs in March. What is certain is that a player of Erdogan's talent clearly and certainly deserves to be seen on a stage such as Euro 2020. Let's go back now to 2015 to when Odegaard had arrived at Real Madrid to join the Castilla side of Zinedine Zidane. Sam Leverage is going to tell this part of the story. Martin Odegaard joined Real Madrid and he was thrown straight into Real Madrid Castilla. He made his debut in February 2015 at the age of just 16, coming on as a substitute against Bilbao Athletic, facing his now teammate Alex Ramiro, who of course left Athletic Bilbao for Real Sociedad in the summer. It wasn't the brightest of debuts, he came on as a sub, didn't contribute too much, but his full home debut against Barracaldo, a 4-0 win, was much more impressive with a goal and an assist. After that, though, his form did fade. You have to notice here that that win against Barracaldo, the 4-0 victory, was the only one in his first 10 games at Castilla, and the media began to turn on him. It was another 14 games until he registered a goal or assist, and the likes of As Marca, the Madrid media especially, looked to blame him almost for that poor run of form from Castilla under Zinedine Zidane. And it wasn't helped by discontent off the field in the dressing room. There were plenty of rumours swirling around. And the Castilla captain, Sergio Agusa, said, I'd like to be up there and attack and earn what they say he earns too. There are plenty of rumours along those lines of the fact that Odegaard's wages, his little contribution in matches, both in terms of playing time and in terms of goals and assists, wasn't impressing too many around the camp. It was a difficult move for Odegaard without any doubts, moving countries, being in a new team and having those issues off the field as well. And things weren't that great under Zinedine Zidane. At the start, he played an attacking midfield role, much like the one that he plays in now for Real Sociedad. But after that, when he lost form and Zidane was trying to find a solution, there was no real clear plan. It's worth noting here that on Zidane's last three games in charge of Castilla, Erdegaard played in three different positions, from a normal central midfield role to a more offensive role, playing out wide on the left and the right. Urtegaard didn't have that clear development path that many had expected him to have in Castilla. And when Odegaard reflected on that time of playing under Zidane, he said, playing under Zidane was beautiful, but bad for my self-esteem. Not necessarily in a critical way, talking about the technique and the quality of Zidane in the training sessions, but at the same time, it doesn't exactly sound like Odegaard looks back on that time with great positivity and fond memories. That's despite the fact that in the 2015-16 campaign, Castilla did reach the playoffs. They were beaten by Yeda. And then in the 2016-17 campaign, it was when it was a real turning point for Odegaard. He spent the first half of the season almost entirely playing on the wings, making very little impact. And that was when the loan came about. In the end, Odegaard played 62 games for Real Madrid Castilla, registering just five goals and only eight assists. But you do have to remember that only 23 of those appearances were the full 90 minutes. And it's fair to say that Castilla, Odegaard never reached the heights anyone expected him to. And there were plenty of difficulties for him to handle with the media pressure, with the dressing room issues. And Odegaard certainly had his work cut out, but he never quite hit the heights that many were expecting of him. Of course, Odegaard has gone on to hit those heights. His career path took a couple of turns that people maybe weren't expecting, but he has made it to the top of La Liga in the end. Those turns of the expected path, of course, took him to the Netherlands, to the Eredivisie. We'll be discussing that period of his life after this short break.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to this podcast all about the development of Martin Odegaard. We just heard from Sam Leverage before the break about his time at Castilla, the Real Madrid B team. That period was a complicated one for the youngster. Some highs, some lows. One of the highs though came on May 23rd, 2015, just a few months after he'd arrived at the club. In the final game of the 2014-15 La Liga season under Carlo Ancelotti, Odegaard made his debut for the Real Madrid first team at the Bernabeu at the age of 16 years and 157 days. He became the youngest debutant in the history of the club. Pachichi for the third time in the last six seasons. Cristiano Ronaldo leaves to unexpected ovation and makes way for 16 years, 157 days old, Norwegian international Martin Odegaard. Who's going to get half an hour or so now to show us what he's got? That match finished 7 3 to Real Madrid, and by the scoreline, by the fact that it was the last game of the season, by the mere fact that Ancelotti threw Odegaard into the action, it's clear that this wasn't exactly a baptism of fire. It had the feel of a friendly match, but it was a competitive fixture. After that, he went back to Castilla and didn't make a single appearance for the Real Madrid first team the following season. In 2016-17, with Zinedine Zidane, Odegaard's former Castilla coach, well established in the dugout by then, the Norwegian did make one other appearance for the first team, his second and, as we speak now, his most recent one. That came on November 30th, 2016 in the Copa del Rey in a match against Cultural Leonesa as he played the full 90 minutes in a 6-1 win. Just over a month later, he was off. A loan move had been agreed for the then 18-year-old. He was off. To the Netherlands. Here's Roman de Arquer to pick up the story. Odegaard's spell in the Netherlands began on the 10th of January 2017, when Essi Herenvin confirmed an 18-month loan agreement with Real Madrid to bring the Norwegian player to the club. This meant he was going to finish the second half of the season in the Dutch team and then stay for another full season. 
Just four days after arriving at his new club, he already enjoyed his first minutes, or let's say minute in the Eredivisie versus Adel Den Haag after coming into the match in the last few seconds of the game. Little time did he have to prove anything in his debut, even though his team won by 2-0, being one of the few victories Odegaard would enjoy that season. But he would be fortunate enough to get more minutes the following game versus PSV, one of the most important clubs in the Netherlands. Odegaard joined the game in the 58th minute, and at that point the score was 2-2, and they would go on to lead 3-2 in the 80th minute, but unfortunately for them, PSV made a comeback in the last instances of the game, turning the score around to 4-3. At least, his first start would follow one week later, at home against Groningen, in which Odegaard played 70 minutes in a 0-0 draw. But it wouldn't end up being a comfortable start to his new adventure, only winning three games and starting in 10 of those for Herenbin, with just one goal and three assists. But his stand was undoubtable, and it was just a matter of time for him to start showing all his quality on the field. In the 2017-2018 season, his first full one at the Dutch club, Odegaard was a starter since the first game, and it would stay that way. He played every single match from the beginning. Herenvin went on to obtain 12 out of 18 possible points in their first 6 games, with 2 draws and then 4 consecutive wins, including a 2-0 victory over PSV at home. Although they then went through a rough spell, right after with 4 defeats in a row in the Dutch league. But despite that, Jürgen Streppel, the club's coach, never lost trust in Odegaard, who remained a fundamental asset for the squad. In the end, he would go on to play 24 league games and 2 cup games, finishing 8th in the Eredivisie and scoring 1 goal and giving 2 assists. His stats weren't great, but he managed to shine enough to attract Vitesse's attention, a slightly better side from the Dutch league, who got granted a 1-year loan from Madrid for Odegaard. And that was possibly the best decision he could have made. His second full season in the Netherlands would become, by far, his best one. He managed a total of 11 goals among all competitions in a total of 39 games. 8 in the league, 2 in the Dutch Cup and 1 in the playoffs for Europa League. But he also gave 12 assists, 11 in the league and 1 in the previously mentioned playoffs. Indeed, very big leap in terms of stats for Odegaard, but which was also reflected in his football becoming the team's leader on the pitch, something which the fans appreciated and rewarded him for when he was chosen as the club's MVP of the season after he got 40% of their votes. His time in the Netherlands had definitely proved worthwhile, making him a much more complete player and putting Zidane in a complicated position to whether he should bring him back to Madrid or loan him again. Following those two loan spells in the Netherlands, the summer of 29 came around and it was time for Odegaard to make his next move. It was time to go to a bigger league, to a bigger club. Although he was heavily linked with Bayer Leverkusen, the club he ultimately decided to join was Real Sofidad. He was La Liga Lowdown's man in the Basque Country, Dan Parry, to tell this part of the story, starting with the excitement and buzz around Real Sofidad as Odegaard arrived. I think initially, of course, there was a degree of excitement about his signing. Obviously, he was quite well known for when he signed for Real Madrid all those years ago. Uh, and he came with a big reputation. But I feel as well, perhaps there was a certain degree of trepidation. He was, uh, it was part of a group of players who were signed by, by Real Sociedad in the summer who had big reputations, young players with big reputations for being very talented, but 
none of them had actually achieved much. And apart from Porto, who I guess wasn't young, but apart from Porto, out of the group of players they signed, none of them had actually played in La Liga before. So due to that, yeah, obviously excitement because they knew he was a big talent, but also a certain degree of worry because they weren't sure if actually he would be good enough to play in Liga, if he was ready to play in La Liga yet. But yeah, I mean, it turned out that he was excellent and he's been one of the best players uh, that they've had for, for quite a long time at Real Sociedad. And I think actually perhaps it was also a very shrewd move on his part and on part of his management to send him to Real Sociedad or to convince him to go to Real Sociedad because maybe it was the perfect club for him to be at at this time. It's a, it's a serious club with fans that demand a lot from you. They're a club that have won titles in the past. They're a club that wants to be competing for European spots. And they're a club that has an an excellent reputation for producing young players from their own academy. I mean, not just for producing good young players, but for producing world-class talent, if you look at cases like Xabi uh, Alonso. So, yeah, I think on, on his part, it was a shrewd move, a, a very wise decision to, to move up to Larry And it's paying dividends because the truth is he has been excellent. And I've spoken about this before. It's not just the fact that he's technically gifted. It's the mental side to his game as well, which is outstanding. And I guess the next question is, what happens next? Because... You know, he's on loan for Real Madrid. The truth is, you can, you could make the case that he is the best player in the league at the moment. And are Real Madrid really going to let the best player in the league play for a different club? The thing I am sure about, though, is that he is definitely someone that we're going to be speaking about for a long time. And for me personally, as someone who commentates on Basque football, it's going to be kind of sad when he leaves because the truth is, he gives me something to talk about every week because... Pretty much every week, he has been outstanding for La Real. And the fans at Anoeta will hope he continues to be outstanding for the rest of the season. And maybe next season, if he decides to stay. It's a two-year loan deal he's on at Real Sofidad. But Real Madrid can call him back at the end of the season if they want to. And given how well he's playing, you could certainly see them wanting to. There's a long way to go in the Martin Odegaard story. This has just been the first act, the first few chapters. I want to thank Alex Fitzpatrick. Matt Clark, Sam Leverage, Roman de Arcair, and Dan Parry for their contributions. I've been your host, Jim McTeer, and I thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time.